enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. And I'm Mark Freeman. My co-host. Hey, Mark. How are you, Dr. Buckley? I am so fabulous. How are you? I'm doing fairly good. <laughs> fairly good? Mm-hmm. Good. Well, today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, I think, for a lot of people. Unfortunately, a topic that a lot of people deal with at some time in their life, and that is cheating. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Pump her and eater. No, I mean, it really is a serious topic. Cheating is something that causes so much pain and heartache for so many people. And it's something that we really do want to address because it is a serious topic. But it's also controversial in the way that we think about cheating. I think people have different opinions or ideas about what is cheating, what isn't cheating. I mean, let's face it, we live in a world that we have so much much access to so many people that it's very difficult to avoid, we'll say, temptation or opportunity. And these are dangerous things in our life that can be that slippery slope that can lead us into a situation that we might not otherwise find ourselves in. Well, first of all, if you got a slippery slope, you're halfway to cheating right there. Because you got your slope all slippery. I think you're talking about masturbating and watching porn. Or... No, I wasn't thinking of that at all. No. I was thinking of a slippery slope. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my God. The key element here that we were referring to just the word cheat. Yeah. What's the first thing you learn as a child? Be honest. Don't lie. Take a test. Don't look at your neighbor because that's cheating. Cheating is bad. Why? Because it is taking away information that you didn't earn. It is putting yourself in a position where you're doing something wrong. We know that from basically kindergarten. And how many grown adults do we see? I mean, champions of industry, generals in the army, who almost daily are being caught in the picadillos of cheating and destroying their freaking lives. Not just their lives, their family, their reputation, everything. And it's strictly, it's the P. It's the power of the P, babe. The power of the P for both men and women. The pussy and the penis? Exactly. Bing, 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 bing. Yay, and I win the prize. And she didn't have to cheat on that test. I did not have to cheat. But it is a little tricky. So there's emotional cheating, which some people say that Mm -hmm. isn't cheating. It's only cheating if you actually have sex with somebody. And it's an important distinction for us to be able to make in our own relationships. It's like uh, President Bill Clinton said, it really matters what is, is. (laughs) Oh, God. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yeah, famous last words. Well, in his mind, he wanted to dial it back. He thinks a little BJ in the closet is not cheating. You speak to... I think he he convinced himself that that was true. Exactly. I have a good friend of mine who's from Amsterdam. He's a professional, mental health professional from Amsterdam, and he laughs all the time. Every time he reads, he goes, last year, the French president, before the new president was just elected, the French president had a wife... And a mistress, and he actually got a new mistress because he was tired of the first mistress. 
So, well, no problem. That's the way it goes. It's the culture. It's the culture. So what is acceptable and what isn't? Well, that's it. It's a very subjective thing. It depends on your culture. It depends on your beliefs. It depends on your relationship. And that's why we're talking about this now. So you can talk about it with your partner and make some clear distinctions and make some clear decisions about what you really want in your life and from your relationship. And that's where things can get a little wonky. When you're not exactly clear about what you want... Yes, wonky. Okay. And you don't think about consequences, positive and negative, gets us into trouble. Is this a conversation you should really have at, at the beginning of a relationship? Exactly what do we mean by our definition of cheating and or, and or monogamy? And what are we willing to accept or not? Is it worth having a conversation? I think it's important to have a conversation. I wouldn't have that conversation on your first date. But when you get to a point when you're thinking about being exclusive or monogamous, if that is something that you both are agreeing to do, I think understanding what that means to each of you is really important. Or even understanding if it's important to you at all. So some people choose not to have a monogamous relationship. And that is their choice. But you want to let the person that you're with know. And how many times have you heard the expression, I know I've heard it in in course of conversation from friends and or just overhearing, uh, the reason I'm out with you is because, you know, yeah, I'm married, but I'm not happy in my marriage. So it's kind of like my wife has forced me into cheating on her because she won't give me the goods. It's like they're validating and basically explaining away the bullshit. Right. And it may not even be true. Yeah. And there's also men who will say, or women who might say that they're not married when they are, or that they're getting a divorce when they never will. And that's, that's just, that's not just cheating. That's just lying. So are you the cheater? Are you being cheated on? Are you the cheaty? And are you the cheetah? (laughs) There's that. And so, I mean, there's all different positions and every single one that you could find yourself in can be problematic. And I think we need to have some empathy for all of those people, including the cheater. We can portray a cheater. I really don't even really like that word, to be honest, but we're talking about cheating. Look, at sometimes people have sex with somebody else. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are a cheater, that we have to give them that label. And it brings us back to that phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater. It kind of becomes somebody's identification, their character, who they are. They're evil and bad. They're a cheater, right? This is this horrible label. And when somebody identifies themselves as a cheater, it is hard to get out of that. It almost feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the reality is just because someone cheats doesn't mean they're a horrible person or that they will always be a cheater. Sometimes it happens that we have sex with someone else, where we get into an emotional relationship with someone else, and it can be a wake-up call. And we can take a look at some mistakes that we've made, some bad decisions that we've made. Maybe there is something going on in our current relationship that we're not happy with. It doesn't justify betraying or lying to a partner, but it can give you some clarity. And to understand, okay, here's what's going on. I'm unhappy. So this is a time to be able to talk to your partner, ideally, before you choose to have sex with someone else. If that's an agreement that you have with your partner not to do, you want to say, hey, we need to sit down and talk because we're not having sex or I'm not happy or whatever might be going on. So at least there's a chance to address it. And if this is a relationship that you don't want to be in, 
Then you don't have to stay in it. You can leave your relationship. Exactly. And there's always that kind of, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I did it. I did it. I, I, I slept with that person, but it didn't mean anything. Right. If it didn't mean anything, why did you do it? It's almost, it's almost makes the other person, and I hear this all the time, it makes the person who was hurt feel even worse. Exactly. It's like, so you did something that was so hurtful right. and caused me so much pain, and you're telling me it didn't even mean anything? That doesn't make someone feel better. No. And, and then you have the flip side of the idea that if you're going to go down that path, say, for instance, and this happens on multitude of occasions where you're in a bar late at night, you run into somebody, you have a drink, this or that, you sleep with them, done. Okay. Technically, that would be categorized as cheating. You slept with somebody else, but when you carry on an affair, an actual ongoing scenario where you're lying to your significant other about where you are, what you're doing. Lie after lie after lie And then you're compounding it by making said appointment at such and such apartment or hotel room, and you know you're going to continue that. That, to me, is cheating because you're cheating yourself and you're cheating your partner out of the the benefit of a relationship. I think that is vile. Well, because but we have going to... to because you brought up the the pain. Right. You know how much everybody knows how much it hurts to have a broken heart. Yeah, but I'm everybody just just knows. to go to the other side of it, maybe it's to play as devil's advocate, but we can say that one, the person who is doing that probably feels that they are not going to get caught. So it's not going to cause any pain because she'll never know or he'll never know. Women do so cheat I should too. rob a store because I probably won't get caught. It's fine. It's grandpa's well, savings in the but bank. There is, I'll steal it. There is that illusion. I'm not going to get caught. So nobody gets hurt. And this feels really good. Look, there's a reason why infidelity is so popular. And why do you think it's those exciting. relationships stay together? Usually it's out of laziness because they don't want to take a step out of the relationship. And number two, it's usually financial. It's going to cost me, it's the old expression, cheaper to keep her. I do not want to leave the relationship because it's going to cost me too much effing money. So I'm going to keep banging the old girlfriend and keep the woman on the side. So I can some money stay happy. Exactly. Well, but and, you're not happy. And, you're but, happy in half of your life. Not necessarily. There are people who cheat even though they are in love with their partner. They may be very much in love with their partner. They may actually be very happily married. And they still really enjoy cheating. Now, I know that's hard to wrap your head around, and a lot of people don't agree with that statement, but I will tell you, I see it all the time, it actually happens. Well, there are those arrangements. I've actually, I was a bartender working as a waiter in Beverly Hills for years. More than once, I had the couple come in on Monday. Lovey-dovey, they've been together for years and years and years. On Tuesday, guy comes back in with his little chippy. He knows it, she knows it. And the expression was, and I... You mean the wife knows it? Yeah. Well, if the wife knows it, it's not cheating. She said, as long as you don't embarrass me, do what you need to do. Now, the flip side for me is... That's an agreement. That's an agreement. Yeah. But the flip side for me is, if this person wants to carry on, how does he feel if she's doing the same thing? Well, you'd have to ask him. If If he's fine with it, okay, then it is arrangement. If he's pissed off and he's a little proprietary... A little possessive, and you know you can't. Then guess what? You are now sticking your foot up your ass and in your mouth. But it's their agreement. If he says, "No," but I'm saying if it's not an agreement. If he has gone and done his little thing, has a little chippy on the side, keeps him happy, but he has his little wife at home, and that makes him happy because he loves her. 
Now, what's he going to do if he finds out she's got the exact same thing going on on the side? Well, if, if she said to him, okay, you do what you want to do, and no, I'm no, going to do I'm what I want to do. So you're have. saying she's cheating. Exactly. She's doing That's the different. same thing he's doing. But he's not cheating because she she told him he no, could do no, it. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm, this is a different situation. I'm preferring, showing this to you. <laughs> Okay, now I'm going to fight with you. It's not the old couple I'm talking about. I'm talking about in a general situation. Uh-huh. You said, here's the guy. He loves his wife. He has the life of a family man. But on the side, he's banging some chick because okay, so he, he loves doing so it. So he, he is not being faithful. There's not exactly. an agreement. Okay. Exactly. I got you. Now, if he's trying to rationalize saying, I'm a swell guy. I still love my wife. I'm providing for her. Everything's cool. I'm just getting some on the side. Now, the real test would be if you found out wife is having something on the side, if you're going to say, okay, cool, fine. If you say, hell no, not my wife, you can't go near her, et cetera, et cetera, then you're a line section. Look, there's probably a lot of double standards going on. I imagine that would be pretty common. It's okay for me. She doesn't know she's not getting hurt. And if he found out she did it, he might be out and done with the relationship. But, you know, it's it's all over the board. And this is what we're talking about. Ultimately... As a man or a woman, if you are in a relationship, you want to get clear about what it is you want that relationship to look like and that you and your partner are on the same page. So if you want a monogamous relationship, what does that mean? Does it mean that there's no porn that there's no sexting with other with other people that there's no cyber sex that there's no emotional relationships what does what exactly does that mean what mm-hmm. are those boundaries in no, that it, relationship I think it's worth the con- you have the to have of, a conversation but would you have if you're uh, not necessarily suspecting your partner but you're just not getting along there's issues so they come to see a therapist such as yourself they present it and then in the course of treatment, saying, can we kind of lay out the ground rules, what each of us thinks is the proprietary, number one, being faithful. Now, if sexting or cyber sex, if that's what you're doing just to jerk off, you know, contact with someone, okay, I can kind of, it's almost like a negotiation. Or an intimate relationship with someone that doesn't include sex, that could feel like a betrayal as well. Yeah. So you figure that out in the course of it and kind of work out the negotiation, say, okay, what can you live with and what's a deal breaker? Absolutely. I think that's important, not just when it comes to sex, when it comes to lots of things, knowing what are deal breakers, what are things that are important to you in your relationship from your partner? Uh, How do you want to show up? And these are always important things to think about when we get into a relationship. Ultimately, it's how we show up, Mm -hmm. I think is the bigger piece here. But yeah, to let our partner know what our needs are, what our wants are, and to be able to discuss those in a way that we can come to some kind of an understanding. But before you have that conversation, you need to be clear about what you want, what's most important to you. And if you want to be able to sleep with a lot of different people, because that's really exciting to you and you really enjoy it, great. Then either get into a relationship where you have somebody who wants that as well, Mm -hmm. or don't get married. Right, right. I mean, it seems so simple. Yep. And if you want to get married... Yes, there's some wonderful things there. It's nice knowing that there is this partner that you have in life, someone who you plan on sharing your life with, ideally somebody who's your best friend, who you 
also enjoy having sex with, which by the way, both of those things require, as we talk about so often, effort and intention. It doesn't just automatically happen. It's not about our partner being perfect. It's about us and the way we show up in a relationship. But you are giving up some things. Mm -hmm. You are giving up some freedoms, the ability to sleep with whoever you want. That's a decision that you're making. If you make the decision to do those other things, then make that decision. But you have to get clear about what's most important to you right. because every decision we make has a positive and a negative or positive and negative consequences. And when we're clear about what we want, we can make better choices. And a lot of people, when they have affairs or when they're unfaithful, they don't think about the consequences. Again, they're sort of delusional and think, well, I'm never going to get caught. Yeah. I will tell you as a therapist who works with who's probably hundreds of people who have had affairs and don't believe that they're going to get caught, that's clearly not true. Mm -hmm. And it's usually from a phone or a computer, very often from a phone. Oh, yeah. Can Sometimes imagine from the a trail computer. you're leaving. Oh, my God. And you may think you're being very, very clever. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, we can usually tell when something is off. Now, to be fair, I only see people who get caught, mm -hmm. right? Although I do sometimes see a man or a woman who will be proactive. They'll come and see me and they'll say, oh, I'm really thinking about this. Right. I don't want to, but I'm having a really hard time. Or sometimes they'll come in by themselves and say, I am in this affair. I want to stop it because I don't want to end my marriage. I do love my partner and I'm afraid of what's going to happen. So I will get that sometimes. But more often than not, it's usually after the fact. Somebody found out. Have you ever been in a situation where someone has made the appointment to do the reveal with you in the room? I don't know if it's planned. I mean, I'm trying to think and go back into my computer mind. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it probably has, but I... I find that more often than not, it's usually they'll call me or they'll text me or they'll email me right after they found out or right after their partner found out, or they'll come in for couples therapy and nothing has been found out. And I always spend time when I'm working with couples with the individual separately. Sure. And I do hold those sessions in confidence mm -hmm. so they can tell me anything. Right. And I will not reveal that to their partner because I need to find out. Sure. And oftentimes I will find out then that there's something going on that their partner doesn't know about. And then it's important to figure out what the plan is going to be. Right. So it's uh, complicated, right? There's so many I different mean, it's layers. So exhausting. I can't even imagine how hard it would be to have that dual life going on. Oh, yes. The, for that couple of hours of bliss and ecstasy with your little chippy friend, but then to drive home now, oh, so where were you? Uh, I was over here. Really? I was just over Joe's house. He's, you weren't there. And uh, why is your shirt dirty? I mean, all the, oh my God. There's, no, that's, it's, it's that. It's voluminous. Yeah. One lie turns into another lie, turns into another lie. Where were you? I was here. What did you do? I did that. What time did you finish? I got to, it's lie after lie after lie. Oh, what a tangle web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Exactly. Walter Scott. And then what happens is you can't keep up with your lies. Exactly. It's really, really difficult. I mean, and then I'll you got to do the start engaging your friends in it. Okay, Joe, here's the deal. I mean, I'm uh, at the Motel 6 with Marianne. you got to say I'm at your house watching the game until 9. And it's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to be a part of this crap. Come on. I'm telling you, it's hard for everybody, including the person that the partner is with. But you know what? We have to have some compassion. There's Everybody has a story and there's a lot of pain that goes on for everybody involved. I will tell you that 
the pain that I see from the hurt partner who's just discovered that they have been betrayed mm-hmm. is profound. It is oh, intense. It is deep and often brings tears to my eyes. It's just you could see and feel that pain. It's so, so deep. And especially when they really believed that they could trust their partner, that they had a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, and I, I even used to say this a long time ago when I was a little more naive that, oh, when there's an affair, that's not the problem. That's the symptom. Yeah. Meaning that that's because there's problems going on in the relationship. Not necessarily. There are some things going on, but we don't know exactly right. what that is. But it isn't always because the partner isn't having sex with them or that the relationship is horrible. It isn't. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you'd be surprised how often it isn't. Sometimes it's insecurity on the the partner who is being unfaithful. And this is a way to get some needs met. Uh, sometimes it's the feeling overwhelmed or overly responsible and needing an outlet. Uh, sometimes it is about fear to talk about things that they're unhappy with or feeling resentful about things that they've done or not done in their life. So it gets very, very complicated. But I do want to address this phrase that we talked about, once a cheater, always a cheater. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's true? Well, I always maintained after 19 that if I was going to be in a relationship, I was going to be loyal. And since then, I have been. I've never cheated on any woman I've ever been involved with, mainly because I know how much I hurt when I found out the girl I was going out with cheated on me. Yeah. It was devastating. And I was at a young age and it just knocked me on my butt. And I thought, I'm never going to do that consciously, willfully to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of relationships where I just kind of eased out of it, ended it, because I knew there was someone coming around the corner that I was more interested in. I wasn't going to maintain one to keep the other. And even the whole time I was married, never strayed. So the answer is no. Uh, but, once a cheater, not always a cheater. By the way, I can tell you, I have cheated. I have been cheated on. Um, and I have been cheated with. Now, it's been a long, long time since that has happened. I am not proud of any of those statements. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I have done all of those or been involved in all of those scenarios. And never, ever, for a moment, would I ever do that again. Right. And I know people like that, too. I work with people who they get clarity about what's going on and why they made these certain decisions, and they don't cheat again. So I really do believe that. I do also believe that there needs to be work done to understand, to really understand and get some clarity about what got them to make those decisions in the first place. Usually it's about fear about speaking up, I mean, oftentimes, and about some insecurity. And being able to get clear about what we want and, and sort of own our power and to be able to to let our partner know if we are unhappy or if our sex life isn't as exciting as we would like and to create something exciting in our relationship or if we don't want to be monogamous, to address that in an open and right. honest way can be really wonderful. So, yeah, that, that phrase, once a cheater, always a cheater, that's just not true. I think it can often be true. Sure. Again, if somebody doesn't really do the work or they don't acknowledge or, or become accountable for what they've done because they have caused a lot of pain right. in sometimes one person's life, sometimes many people's lives. So it can be just such a horrific situation that can be avoided. And again, if you don't want to be monogamous, 
don't be monogamous. Nobody's making you get into a monogamous relationship, but don't pretend that that's what you are going to do if that's not what your intention is. And I think it is really a sign of of, uh, a spineless son of a bitch who will then try and flip it when they are caught and put the blame on the other person. Saying, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gone over there. Right. It's all your fault because you wouldn't give me blowjobs or because you've been so horrible to me. Exactly. And And I had no choice but to go over there and get my secretary (laughs) hammered. Right. Basically, they're deflecting any responsibility and they're now a victim. And yeah, you don't want to continue a relationship with that person. Exactly. And let's talk about that. If you have been in a relationship and you found out that your partner has been unfaithful, whether you're dating or whether you're married, what do you do? Do you, and we had a little bit of this conversation mm-hmm. in the love them and leave them episode. Do you stay with them? Do you leave them? I mean, a lot of people say, I think most people say, if my partner cheated on me, I would be done. But the reality is it's not that easy of a decision. And I will tell you that Oftentimes, it is a turning point. It is a wake-up call to address things that haven't been addressed when something like this happens. And I see it where people can get through this, by the way, not easily. Mm -hmm. This takes time. It takes a lot of effort. There's a lot that it takes to get to that other side. But the other side, working through this, can actually bring a couple closer. And it can be an amazing thing. You will never forget but you can forgive. And when you have an understanding about why this happened and to be able to forgive your partner about the pain that they have caused when your partner is accountable and remorseful about that pain, it can be a really wonderful opportunity for a lot of growth and a lot of closeness. Sometimes it's just too little, too late. Uh, Sometimes just too much pain. Sometimes you just you can't. I mean, I do think you need to forget. I'm not forget. I do. You can't forget. You do need to forgive whether you stay with the person or not for your own well-being. That's important. But whether you choose to stay in a relationship or get out of a relationship is entirely up to you. But I would say give it some thought. It's not an automatic, easy answer. Mm-hmm. And again, we may think it is until it happens to sure. us. Uh, I can only f- speak for myself, but it would be hasta la vista, baby. Again, that's just, what you that's what you think, and that's what yep. most people would say, but it isn't always the case. I think if you're dating somebody, you have no real investment in this relationship. Eh, you know, it depends. Look, at right. it, there are just so many different variables. I will say this, that to do it on your own is almost an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, we're okay. Uh, we're fine. I, I, we can get through this. I will tell you that even with a qualified therapist, and you do need a qualified therapist who specializes in this kind of work, mm-hmm. it is difficult. It is. It's a very difficult process. It's difficult enough. And to do it by yourself, I'm not saying it's impossible, but almost. It's a very, very difficult thing to move through and maybe not possible without some really good help. I can't imagine how tough it would be on either side of every time you're five minutes late coming home, the other person's going to be going, oh, where are they? Yes, this is the the thing you have to work through. And even worse, if it's a reference point to someone they know, the little tryst happened. Now you're in a small town environment or in a company club or kind of thing where... Another layer. Now you're going to see that person. 
and or their significant other yeah, or I mean, other people no. brutal there's so many layers there's so many layers and for the hurt partner sometimes you feel crazy like you have ptsd where you mm-hmm. are just triggered you that anything can happen the phone will ring you'll hear a little noise that there's a text right. uh, your partner will be looking at their computer they'll be five minutes late like you said it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, you really want to navigate through this in a way that, especially when you first find out that there is no more harm done. Because mm-hmm. sometimes right after that, there is more harm done that makes it even more difficult to recover from the interrogation, the questions, the getting all the right. details. And those kind of details, that information, it stays in your brain. And it just makes it that much more difficult. What restaurants did you go to? What hotels did you go to? Or what kind of sexual positions did you get into? And if you get that information, this is just more stuff, by the way, that doesn't give you any benefit of knowing what those things are for the most part. There are good questions to ask. You know, you do want to ask sort of investigative questions, but not detective questions. Mm-hmm. You know, so what were you feeling when you were with this person? What did you get with this person that you were missing from our relationship? Did you think about the consequences before you chose to do this? And there are some really good questions to ask. And there are really good things to let your partner know the pain that you're feeling and just speak from your heart, you know, rather than just yelling and attacking, pushing them away, which we can do sometimes. It's really important to have these really great conversations if you are going to get to the other side, whether you stay together or not. There is healing to be done. And so before you make the decision to lie to your partner, to sleep with someone else, if that is not an agreement that you have in your relationship, think about those consequences. Think about what you really want and make a conscious decision that is congruent with what you want in your life and who you want to be. And that's what I'm going to say about that. It's just so much pain that is unnecessarily caused. That is the, I think you've said it perfectly. It's so unnecessary. There's no one puts a gun to your head saying, go out and stop your secretary. Doesn't happen. It's a willful project. Even if you're going to add just for drinks, if you know you're spending time with someone after hours, having alcohol involved, and you're being, yes, it's a potential. You know you're kind of you're setting, in danger you're zone. the hook. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what you're doing. Right. You're an adult. Unless you're 14 and it's the first time you get under your parents' vodka and you got the girl next door, you have no excuse because you know exactly what you're doing. Yep. You're playing the game. I mean, some some guys I know are very successful, smart guys. I don't like it when my, uh, my wife goes out with her friends. They're single. You know, it's girls' night out thing. If you got a problem, that's when you want to start talking about it versus... If you're going to question, where'd you go? Who are you out with? What were you doing? Exactly. Because there is innocent fun you can have with friends. If a guy goes to a bar to watch a game, doesn't mean he's going to try and nail the cocktail waitress. Well, you know, you have to have or establish some sense of trust. Look, at the reality is we never are 100% certain about what our partner is going to do. We have no control over that. But you want to operate from a place of trust. Because when you live in a place of trust, again, as long as that is earned and there's a reason to do so, the relationship thrives. It's so much better. You know, I know in my relationship, we had 100% trust. We could travel alone. We could 
go out with friends. We could do things. And we were excited for the other person to be having a good time. There was 100% trust. Can I tell you that there's 100% certainty about what our partner is going to do or not do? No, but you want to live in that place. And I know some people, after they have found out that their partner had been unfaithful, sometimes feel really bad that they were trusting. Like, what kind of idiot was I that I trusted? And I say, you were a good, loving partner. You had no reason to not trust. And sometimes that really is true. Oftentimes people look back and they can see signs. I will say that if you see signs or you feel something that's off, there's some gut feeling, some intuition, you probably want to check it out. You don't Mm -hmm. have to become a detective. I would say talk to your partner about it. Um, Usually there's something there. Not always, but usually. But don't ignore it. Pay attention to it. But there are some people that when I ask them, when you look back, were there any signs? Was there anything that you can see? And sometimes it really is no. They Mm -hmm. really had no idea. There were no signs, nothing there at all. That's not usually the case, but it can be. So think about what you want. Have these conversations. Make good conscious choices about what you want, who you want to be, and you will avoid so much pain and destruction, especially when there's children. Oh, God, that's the horrible part of it. And people can change. They do change if they want to. Couples can not only survive some kind of infant. Fidelity, they can actually have a stronger and closer relationship with some help and they move through that and navigate through that in a way that really can create that in their life uh, or that can be destructive. But it really is possible. We are imperfect beings and sometimes we do not act well right? We act badly sometimes. We make mistakes. We do horrible things sometimes. Libido takes over to the brain cells. And it doesn't mean we're horrible people. This does not excuse it or justify mm-hmm. it. Right. It doesn't. But we do need to get some explanation so we can understand. So what I'm going to say to you, if you notice some things that are going on, either that you're noticing with your partner, pay attention, start a conversation. If you are thinking about it or in an affair, think about that. Think about what you want, who you want to be. Maybe have some conversations. Go seek some therapy or work with a coach. Get some help and live a life that is authentic and coming from a place of love and truth and honesty, and you will be much happier. I promise you that. Or become the president of France. Or move to France. Yeah. So that's it for today. I know this is a difficult topic, but if you have any questions or any comments, please do go to the website, lookingforlovepodcast.com. Send us a comment. Send us a question. Send us an email. We would love to hear from you. As always, I want to thank you all for listening. We appreciate you tuning in to us, and we will talk to you soon. Have a great time. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 